0: Welcome to the podcast of the Sunday morning worship service of the Heartland Church of the Nazarene. We're a community of faith learning to love God and our neighbors as ourselves. Welcome home. Today's sermon text is from Psalm 122. The passage will be on the screen for you, or if you like, please turn to Psalms in your Bible. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good.
1: Thank you, Sam. That's the word of the Lord for us today. Advent. We're in the second week of Advent, and we have begun to imagine that we are on a journey towards uh, Jerusalem. We are with a group of pilgrims who are. Going from the place where they have, uh, where they live, to this capital city of Israel, to Jerusalem, to uh, to worship, they would have done this uh, a couple times a year. Maybe not all of everybody would have done this every time uh, it was possible, but uh, some would do it at least once a year. Uh, and they would have likely read uh, or sung these psalms that we uh, we've been getting to look at. Last week we looked at uh, Psalm one twenty one, Psalm of ascent, and uh, this one is as well. Uh, last week, though, I asked you to imagine yourself being a part of this, this pilgrimage. Uh, that you are with a group of people and you are walking and uh, the city of Jerusalem has just come into view. And uh, we've, we uh, looked at the hope that Israel had. Their, the expectation, the longing they had for God to come and make things right. Uh, that their journey to Jerusalem and their, their worship even is fueled by understanding and knowing what God has done in the past. And, and we retold like the entire Old Testament story last week. Um, and, and we said that we, had, we can have hope for the future, for what God is doing even now and in the future because of what God has done uh, previously. And we celebrate God's act of salvation for us. Well, um, we've, it, for this particular psalm, I want you to imagine that, that we have entered into the city of Jerusalem. Uh, that we are... Uh, we are standing outside of the temple, the temple area. Um, and, and I want you to imagine, it, last week I said you didn't have to imagine it was, it was you know, first century Jerusalem or anything like that. But uh, this this week, I want you to imagine like maybe the grandeur and the splendor of what the temple of, in Jerusalem would have looked like. Uh, you've all been to a building that's looked really great on the outside and you're like, wow, how did they ever build that? Um, I think I feel like way about the arch sometimes, and how they got it to match up, even though it never done it before. Uh, but you're you're in this place, and it is um, it is just it's, it's marvelous. And so um, you begin to feel uh, feel the magnitude and the weight of being in this place. It, it's not just like a hope of even getting there, but it is uh, it is a joy at having reached your destination begin to, to ponder the things that took place in that in that spot over history too uh, but the psalm starts with this uh, I think I can make it go here uh, verse 1 I was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the Lord our feet are standing within your gates O Jerusalem um, uh, <clears throat> now the word that the psalmist used here for, for joy or glad is not just like I was happy we got pizza last night right it it 's connected with israel 's greatest um, hope filled inspired times of of worship this is a it 's a deep deep gratitude uh, for being in the place where god 's presence is uh, I, I struggle to come up with a, a maybe a uh, an analogy It might be like uh, the first time you hold a child after they 're born like your your own Flesh and blood, right? And, and you look at that thing, and you are just you are glad uh, because you know that the whole journey to that point can be can be dangerous. It can be just you know you don't know what's going to happen, uh, but it's the miracle of life, right? Right in your your arms, and you feel tremendous joy and gladness, um, and, and so that's what the the. Um, the psalmist here is experiencing just this, this deep and profound sense of gratitude and joy and, and worship. at the fact that they have made it to this particular point and that God's presence is there. Now, um, it may be a little hard for us to imagine the magnitude of this in terms of Israel's uh, understanding of things. Uh, we we think and talk about God as being everywhere, right? And, and they would have said God was everywhere as well, but but the temple and in Jerusalem was like the center, the center of the universe as far as the Jewish folks were concerned because it's where God's presence dwelt, it's where God's power was, and, and, and that made it special, and, and they were just so, so happy uh, to be there. So they were glad that they are standing in that particular place, I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if we know what that's like at all, like a being in the presence of God. Now, I'm not like a, a warm, fuzzy person. Uh, um, I'm not super emotional, uh, so I may experience the presence of God differently than than you might. Uh, I'm probably just going to sit there and be like, "Oh wow." Um, some people do other things, you know. But I I want you maybe to think back in your own life when you have profoundly felt the presence of God. It could be in the context of a worship service. It could be in the context of your car, going on a hike, whatever it is. And and that is what the psalmist is experiencing in this moment. And yet, verse 3, verse 2, Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. At the same time, they are profoundly joyful at being where they are in the the temple in Jerusalem. They look over the city. They look over the city, and they know that that the city of Jerusalem is not what it once was. Now, um, I'm kind of projecting this psalm as if we're right before Jesus' um, Israel's history, uh, if David actually wrote this psalm, uh, Jerusalem wasn't even yet in its splendor and its heyday. Um, but these kind of things take on different meanings as they get read throughout Israel's history. So um, it may be that they they read this psalm and decided it was particularly important after they came back from exile. After uh, Israel had been taken away and, and a whole bunch of them had been killed. But the best and brightest taken off to Babylon and, and they've come back and they've seen Israel... Uh, maybe in ruins, or maybe it's uh, years and years later after that, and when Israel has been, uh, Jerusalem has been rebuilt. Still a magnificent city, still, still a great place. The temple um, that had gotten destroyed had been rebuilt, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Uh, perhaps it's like it's like going home after you go to college, right? Like I, I remember my, uh, so I, I went. I grew up in Pennsylvania, and I went to school in Oklahoma, and it was like a 24-hour drive from, from back and forth. And so I didn't go home until Christmas my freshman year. Uh, and I can remember being, like, excited about going home and seeing all my friends and, and those kinds of things. Uh, and I went home, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the same anymore. And uh, do you guys experience that? Even, even if you didn't go off to college, you, you, you move out of the house, and, and maybe you have expectations about what Thanksgiving will be like when you come back. Or or Christmas, and it's just it's just not the same. It's good and it's right, but it's not the way it used to be. I I think I think that as the psalmist is praising God for being in the presence of God, he he looks out over Jerusalem and says, "Ah, this is good, but this isn't. It's just not the same. It's just not the same." And 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 as we do, we we look back over Israel's history and. Jerusalem gets destroyed, right? Like I just said. I, by the time Jesus comes, though, that Israel is, uh, well, they're not their own nation either. Like they're, they're ruled by the Romans and, and things just aren't good. And so it is, well, it, it's a longing for God's peace to come to a place that isn't what it once was. Uh, that, isn't, that isn't the great thing that God created to be in the first place. If that, if that image makes sense. They know that God has promised to come and to make all things right, and yet, yet it's not there. And so they, they long for peace, for wholeness, for restoration, for justice and righteousness to come, and to come not only to them, but to, to their city, to the nation of Israel. Uh, we'll go skip ahead for a little bit. And so the, the psalmist looking over the city and Contemplating what it once was and what it is now and the peace that it is not experiencing. And he says this, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they who prosper love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and my friends, I will say, peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. Ah. Psalmist is, is in the midst of maybe this pilgrimage. Maybe his friends are still all around and and maybe they're remembering things too. Maybe this has all been written in the, the part of a well, context of a conversation. And and I think I think there's a real connection though between the presence of God being in Jerusalem, in the temple, and, and the peace that the psalmist is praying for. The psalmist wants peace to be in in Jerusalem and Israel so that God's peace can be known throughout the entire world. we go back to Abraham. God promises Abraham that he'd be father of a great nation and that through his children, all of the world would be blessed. I think as the psalmist looks out over Jerusalem, longing for peace to reign there, for it to be whole and right, and the psalmist knows that because God's presence is there, that peace is a possibility. Uh, that, that God's peace and the power that brings it about uh, can do maybe unimaginable things. Uh, that God's peace can come and can mend bodies. God's peace can come and mend relationships. God's peace can come and mend uh, countries conflicts. And so we pray along with the psalmist uh, that peace might come. Here's what I think I really want to say about this. I think, I think God is wanting us to have peace, right? Too. I, I think we can, we can say uh, along with the psalmist uh, I'm going to go back here. Pray for the peace of Fulton. <laughs> Not that we're as important as Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. We don't have to go to Jerusalem to have the presence of God. Uh, God has come to us. Uh, God's presence is, is here and now. And, and I think if we let it, God's presence helps us to become people of peace Uh, that his power works in us to to root out all of the things that that might keep us from peace selfishness and pride and arrogance and anger but I think that we aren't God doesn't want us to just be peaceful for ourselves Uh, this is one of the things I firmly believe that we are not followers of Jesus Christ just for ourselves. Just because of what God might do for you. Salvation. But that we are Christians for the sake of the people who are around us. And so when we pray for the peace of Fulton, we pray, yes, that the peace and wholeness, that God's peace and wholeness might reign in our life. That God's kingdom might come in and among our own lives, but so that we can take the presence and peace of God with us. Uh, You, when you go out from this place, if you have committed yourself to being in relationship with Christ, that God is present with you always, and, and that if God is present with you and if God's peace comes with his presence, then when you go out into your world as with the presence of God with you, that you also take God's peace with you. I, we, Israel came to Jerusalem not to stay to Jer, uh, Pilgrims came to Jerusalem not just to stay there, right? They gathered together. They worshipped. They sat in the presence of God. But they always left and went home. And they took with them, we'll say, the presence of God. They took with them the peace of God that is made possible by God's presence. So I guess, I hope this makes sense. When you leave today, God's presence is with you. And even if you can't feel it, because we often can't, I think, that God is working for peace, and wholeness, and righteousness in your own life. Uh, and you take that work that God is doing in your life with you, hopefully, to the people with whom you have interactions each day. I. Uh, I feel like i got to say this, too. Peace is really, 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 really hard today because everybody tells us we should be mad at everybody else. Like, politically, this is the case. Uh, it's really hard to have peace and be mad. It's really hard to have peace and be afraid that someone's going to, to uh, ruin your whole existence. That, that's, that's the political narrative, right? right? That, that is, let's just name that. Each side says, if the other one comes to power, everything that you hold dear is gone. <laughs> Each side says that. I don't, I don't know that we can in, engage in that kind of conversation and be people of Peace. it's just really hard to be afraid or to hate or to cause division and be the people God is calling us to be. People who seek peace. But people who give peace as well. We're going we're to do the Lord's Supper here. And, and I want you to think about, I think there's a couple things you can think about. Maybe you are at a place now where you desperately need the peace of God, where, where things are, are not right and not whole and not good, and you desperately need God's presence to be with you in a way that is transformative and healing. And so I, I hope that in, in this moment, as you come forward and receive the elements, that God's peace might be with you and that you might be able to take that with you as well. If your life is relatively peaceful at the moment, if things are good, then I want you to ask yourself, who is it around me who needs peace? Uh, Is it my, my spouse? Is it my mom? My dad? my children, my brothers, sisters, my co-workers? Is it the person at the checkout at the grocery store? Who needs peace now? And how might you, as carrying around the presence of God, bring peace to those people and in those situations? After I, uh, After I read the Liturgy that we normally do. Um, we're going to play a song. Uh, it'll just be over the speakers, and uh, it's, it's an older song. Apparently, I didn't know that. But when I first heard it, uh, it just really resonated with me because I think it—well, I think it fits exactly what this moment is calling for. Uh, it's a call for peace on earth, but that that peace may begin at first with us.
0: Thank you for listening to our Sunday morning worship service. For more information about the Heartland Church of the Nazarene, please visit heartlandnaz.org.